Welcome back to the AM Take Podcast. I'm Marv. And I'm Amy. And we're two parts of this very awesome podcast. This week, we're going to be diving into one of Amy's projects that she's always talked about, but never actually really dived into. That's right. In celebration of Earth Day, I've started something I've always been interested in, uh, which is vermicomposting. But before we dive into that, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, any updates, any catch-ups. So what you been up to? Uh, nothing. I've actually not been doing much in terms of, you know, anything kind of productive, I guess you could say. Okay. Uh, ever since my Astoria trip, I've had this stupid cough that I can't really get rid of. Right. It's yeah, like... Yeah, because you told me that you got sick, right? From the plane? Yeah, I got sick towards the end of, towards the end of it, and it was sucks. kind of annoying. But um, since then, I've, I've been okay, and it's just like... I don't know, it's kind of disgusting, but it feels like phlegm constantly flowing. Mm. Like I can feel it in the back of my throat, like yeah. dripping. Or like, not dripping, but like flowing backwards. Yeah. And it doesn't really bother me until like when I wake up, I guess. And that's when it, it, it like bothers me the most. <laughs> and yeah, and so it's been like that for a few days. It's been like kind of annoying, um, but throughout the day, it gets better. Um, I don't know. I I really don't know what the issue was. Uh, Man, you know I what? When you come when you was. come over here in Montreal, I'm gonna make you some pear, some Asian pear. Uh, oh my god! Dessert. Yeah. I I thought it might be. I thought it might be long COVID or something like that, but uh, definitely not that. Thankfully, thanks to testing, and because I didn't have COVID when I got back, so yeah. Um, so it's just I was that was that was my number one fear was like come back and get test positive you know yeah do you think it's the um, flu thank god it wasn't that or no i think well i didn't have fever i didn't have body pain okay i did have chills okay towards the end even though we had like 24 25 26 degree weather in uh, astoria and so um it wasn't that cold it was cold during the nighttime but i didn't go out at night so uh, i don't know exactly what's going on but Beyond that, um, it's been pretty manageable in in that regard. It doesn't, it's nothing else, no other symptoms, so that's fine. Yeah. I, I I would take that. It's it's. I think it's one of those things where it's like mild but long, mild symptoms. Yeah. But very long yeah. lasting. Yeah. And so that that that's why my first thought was long COVID because you know we've seen. I don't know if you know anybody with that, but I've seen I watched um, news articles about that, and it's pretty uh, pretty annoying, but. Yeah. Um, you know, manageable at the same time. Beyond that, I've been uh, playing some video games. I I'm haven't uh, that I haven't touched in a long time. I haven't really been engrossed in anything except for this for a long time. Um, do you want to know what it is? Yeah, I game? do. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, I don't know if you know Skyrim or the other yes. scroll scout Skyrim. Okay, so um, you've been playing which is that. Just obviously, I haven't been playing that specifically, but I've been playing um, an overhaul mod. Okay. Which is basically it replaces the whole game, okay. and uh, I've been in. It's called Enderal, E N D E R A L, and man, I've only started like maybe uh, this past weekend, and Friday, Thursday last week, I believe, and uh, man, I have like forty hours in it. Oh damn! It's uh, that I don't know if you saw addictive? me on Discord, but I've I, been on. Every... I, yeah, I think I saw yeah, you well... playing that game. <laughs> yeah and you're probably like why is he always on to like 11 o'clock at night anyway um yeah i've been i've been playing it and it's not that um it's a dick thing it's that the story is so oh the lore is good yeah the lore is really engrossing and i find myself actually like invested in in the story and my character and i'm like wow this is 
this is kind of weird, you know, and it's been a long time since I've been uh, in that engrossed in a game based on the story. Right. You know, most of the time it's the mechanics, it's the gameplay, it's the gameplay loop, the it's the, you know, finding loot, it's the survival aspects of it, you know, not just the story or the lore mm-hmm. that keeps you uh, engrossed in it. But yeah, so I've been doing that for the past uh, week, two weeks almost now, mm-hmm. and it's been almost every day. I mean, I mean, you see me on on. I have. I'm like, as soon as I'm off work. Yeah, I see. I see you <laughs> playing you this game, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, he's found his passion with video games again, I guess. <laughs> like, I, I'm glad not, he's having not, fun. Not in general, but yeah, just <laughs> yeah, not in general, but just this one game. And yeah. I had a, a couple of friends. They messaged me like, "Why are you playing Skyrim?" I'm like, I'm not playing Skyrim. I'm playing Enderal and it's a mod, you know. And so, even though it came out like a year, two years ago, uh, I mean, I just I just found out about it uh, and just tried it out, and it's been, it's been uh, taking a lot of my time, you know. Yeah. And so I feel like I've it's been enjoying that. It's it's like reading a good book. Yeah, I yeah. that's what I was gonna say. I feel like it's always a, a such a good feeling when you find something that's, well, I wouldn't call it addictive, but it's just you haven't done a certain thing in this such a long time and then you find joy again in doing that certain activity, uh, like playing games, and it's just uh, it's just a good you know, game that you just thoroughly enjoy. It's a good feeling. Yeah, and I was I was I was getting ghost in the lore and reading about it and and just like thinking about the things that the characters were talking about. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh that's pretty insightful. That's pretty interesting. But uh with that said, do you have anything mm-hmm. that's been going on in your part of the world? Uh well, you know, not much. Mm-hmm. Just been helping people here and there. Uh I know that July 1st is coming. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, for Canadians, well, at least for people living in Montreal, July 1st is the day where it's moving day. Oh. Everybody's lease oh, yeah. terminate on June 30th and then everybody's leases start on July 1st. And and it is also Canada Day, <laughs> the same day. So it is a uh, public national holiday. Oh, is um, it? And so with that said, my sister is moving oh. in with her boyfriend. Nice. So they'll be busy on, they'll be very busy up until then because they'll be packing <laughs> her stuff. Now, a funny, funny thing is that um, my sister's uh, apartment, which is a, there's, I think it's like a, a large two and a half. Mm-hmm. So Wait, what do you mean there's no, so a three and a half is when there's one bedroom. So it's kind of wait, like wait, a, three a, and a half is one bedroom. Yeah. Three and a half here is one bedroom. So it's a two and a half, what? meaning it's a very large studio, like very, very large studio. Wait, 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 wait. Why is it three if it's one bedroom? I think one counts as the kitchen. Oh, so it's, it's three, it's three actual rooms. Yeah, like you yeah. Have kitchen, bathroom, yeah, I know that in in America bedroom. it's like one bedroom, two bedroom, <laughs> but it, here it's like oh three and a half, four and a half, five and a half, and oh, you have to understand that the half means the bathroom, and then the three is basically Wait. kitchen and then like living uh, room. Living or... room, yeah. Oh. Wait. So half is still. Wait. What about a um a powder room? What does that count as? Well, there's no powder room. There's like half of a half. Wait, what do you mean? Well, half bath. With a bathroom with no um no uh, bath. No, so basically typically the bathrooms here um uh-huh. 
what what consists of the half is uh, a bathtub slash shower, and then you have your toilet okay. as well. That's in there. Okay, so what about the bathroom without a bath or a shower? Well, that's fancy. That's in the Which house. Which is usually a powder room. <laughs> what? No, that's not a house. They have that so in apartments. Those are pretty powder rooms, basically. Wait, so you're those telling are, me what that... We consider, we have those are what you okay, call Okay, so you're telling ass. me that apartments have that? Yeah, apartments. Some apartments, like usually it's a, it's either it's one bedroom, one bath, or one bedroom, one bath and a half. And the half is that extra okay. bathroom with no shower. Um, it's a half bathroom is what it is. So right. Um. Yeah. So I think it's gonna have to be like uh, oh, some five and a half have that, or oh, six and a half okay. would have that. So yeah, the higher the number, the more rooms they have, and then usually the oh, wood, it counts. Those would count as usually, room, I guess. yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Um. Wow. So yeah, so that's the system, and uh, they're very yes. like so. So her boyfriend has his own apartment, but mm-hmm. he moved. He has to move out before I think May twentieth or something okay. like that. Mm-hmm. And so he he's bringing all his stuff. To, to her, her apartment. And then they'll move everything <laughs> to the new place that he's renting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but cool. the thing is it's it's a it's a large studio, right? So uh-huh. so it is keep in mind it is a studio. Yeah. Um so I did offer her like, oh hey, if he doesn't have space, he could use up our our veranda. We have space in the veranda. Um Oh, like for the time being, right? Yeah, because I mean, he already packed his stuff, right? So it's all in boxes mm-hmm. and it's all oh, you know neat and it tucked away. But then she said that maybe she'll keep keep his stuff at her place anyway because he actually just lives down the street from her apartment. Oh. <laughs> so she That's says funny. that for moving, day, it'll be just easier to like, you know what I mean? To like when yeah, they so rent it's just, a it's truck. A few, yeah, it's just a few days of inconvenience for them. Yeah, to yeah. Able to say that. Yeah. Much time. Okay, so cool. I, and essentially, I'm anticipating helping her pack the stuff. Yeah. A lot, yeah. like her clothes and uh, dishes. Is she excited to move out? Yeah, because of cockroaches problem. And oh, oh what? God. The other day. Oh Jesus. The um, it's so it's so bad. The other day, she sent me um a picture of a power outage. There's like a power outage at their place. Mm-hmm. On top of that some pipe broke and so they had no more water mm-hmm. and then an alarm was going off so she sent me a video and there was like this what? constant high pitch alarm right outside her apartment and she's like i cannot work in this condition because she's work from home so uh-huh. she had to go to her boyfriend's place to work there and i was like you know this is unacceptable this the landlord should take uh responsibility and call somebody to fix that alarm at least and have uh-huh. you know uh-huh. running water for the tenants because yeah. this is just no living condition and then you can actually file a complaint to uh, what we call the régie de the rental uh of of the it's like a government um organization where uh, mm. it protects the mm. tenants or slash the landlord depending on the case yeah but because this is uh, the landlord cannot provide a suitable living environment and condition for the tenants so um at least the least that they could do is rehome them for the time being during <laughs> the, the yeah the repairs uh-huh. and all that 
but anyway, it, it didn't last too long. It lasted like 24 hours. <laughs> um, yeah. So that happened. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you, got, you guys got to get out of there. It's just horrible. Ew. And she thought she was done with the cockroaches. Um, oh I, I think at some point there were mice. Oh, she has mice problem too. There's like this giant hole in the cupboard at the like at the back of one of the cupboards, what? and um, her her cat apparently, you know, um, rip. But uh, when he was alive, mm-hmm. at some point was meowing, uh, and then she just put her hand on him. But she thought she was petting him, but then it was so wet. What? And she's like, what is this? No. I'm touching. And basically, he had no. killed. Yeah, he had killed a mouse and then presented that her to oh, presented no. it to her as an offering. And she just grabbed ah. it <laughs> in the dark. Ah. She's like, ah. Well, good job, yeah. Pat. Yeah. Too. So, yeah. So there's lots of pests going on in her apartment. And so she wants to move out. Uh, she already signed the lease for the new one, which starts in July 1st. Uh, it's going to be uphill and uh, strangely enough, right next to the cemetery where my dad is. Oh, what? Um, oh. So that's that's very interesting. Yeah, it's like five minutes walk away from where my dad Jeez. is resting. So that's very interesting. I guess so. Anyway, so... <laughs> Yeah, interesting. I mean, if she wants to, because like it's not every day that we go and mm-hmm. to his grave, right? Mm-hmm. So now that she's closer, maybe maybe it'll provide all of us, uh, you know, more of an opportunity to go uh, and pay our respects. Now, mm, I see. That's good. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh pretty much uh it for me. <laughs> Let's let's jump into vermicomposting. <laughs> well, congratulations to your sister. Yes. Re- you know, relocating to a nicer place, thank God. But yeah, yeah. Uh, tell us about vermicomposting. Like, what does that mean? For me, it sounds like a composting with vermin, but obviously that's not the case. Yeah, so I know. What is it? I know. Um, but it is uh, essentially vermicomposting is um, composting with worms. Or in French, I think it can also be called lombri composting, which is um, one of the scientific names for earthworms. Um, and uh, it uses the earthworms to speed up the process uh, to turn the kitchen scraps and then turn it into fertilizer, the the poop, or what we call the castings. Um mm-hmm. And essentially, I know that there's other methods of composting, but this one is, I don't know if it's fast or slow because there's like cold composting is supposed to be very slow. It takes a year at least, which is the, you know, like the the people in the backyard where they have like a pile of compost and they just leave it there. They don't do anything. Oh, that's cold composting? That's cold composting. uh, And then... Hot composting essentially is the same thing, but they use a pitchfork to like move oh, things around oh, once okay, in a okay, while see, see. just to keep things hot. Um, and then there's the method where my mom uh, does is called trenching, uh-huh. which is she digs a hole next to her plant and then she puts the kitchen scraps there oh, okay. and then she just buries the okay, kitchen scraps. Yeah. Which eventually, you know, it's going to break down because mm-hmm. it's going to, mm-hmm. you know, it's biodegradable. Yeah. But it is a longer process because uh, it takes a while to, I mean, 
how long does it take for an apple to rot, yeah. Yeah. right? Like an apple yeah. core. It's going to take a while. Um, and vermicomposting, uh, not everybody does this, but I, I do it because like, I think I'm hardcore at the beginning. But I like to mechanically blend the kitchen scraps and then feed it to my worms so that it's already mechanically digested as much as possible mm. for them. It's like a slush. Okay, okay, okay. So why did you decide again to this? Why did I decide to vermicompost? Yeah. Because yeah. Mm -hmm. I, my garden is lacking fertilizer. Oh, so truly. You, you have a goal basically I, to get fertilizer. I do, I do. Exactly. Um, so... I could buy cow manure and whatnot, mm -hmm. but it stinks. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, um, And I know that for a fact that my, my garden is lacking fertilizer because of the very little fruit that it produces. And even the <laughs> radishes that I plant last summer slash spring, uh -huh. um, it, the bulb of the radish, it's so skinny. It's, it was so, so skinny. It, it just looked like roots. <laughs> And that's not supposed to happen, oh, you know? It's supposed to give a bulb, like a, a red radish bulb, but I didn't get that. So uh, that's how I know it's, uh, it needs a little judging up. I see. <laughs> and um, I want it to also be a little bit more sustainable and try to reduce my waste. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, the city has composting, right? It, they come by every Tuesday to take the compost bin. But, um, but you don't I get the fertilizer to... from that, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. You don't get the fertilizer part. I see. So, so then, like, um, I guess cold composting, hot composting, and trench composting, right? Wait, what was it that your mom does? Mm -hmm. Trench composting? She right? does the trench composting. I know that there's are... also an innovative way to uh -huh. compost. Okay. Um, but it costs a lot. And I think it's on Kickstarter. And that, that thing costs, like, at least $400, $500. But yeah, why would you go those route when you can just do for free yeah. or minimal cost? Well, guess, right? because that, because that like that machine that mm. composts like within one or two hours, and then you get fertilizer. No, is yeah. Apparently, it works. Uh, Wait, but, but uh, wouldn't it take a lot of energy in general? No. Uh, well, wouldn't, be, wouldn't so what it is? Okay, that for? machine. Okay. Well, yeah, but so what it is, is like it's a tabletop machine mm -hmm. and think of it like a normal compost bin. Mm -hmm. So you put your kitchen scraps in there mm -hmm. and then you put some sort of activator. And what it is, those activators is uh, the perfect uh, cocktail of bacteria that mm -hmm. breaks down food. Okay. And then when you turn it on, it has like the perfect temperature for the bacteria to grow and multiply. Bacteria multiply every 20 minutes anyway. Okay. Um, and they just eat at the food very quickly, and then after you know a couple of hours, you get this compost that's like perfect. It's brown, it's dry, it crumples up. It feels like earth, and it doesn't smell. Uh, and apparently, according to reviews, they work. It's just very expensive. Wait, very very expensive. So do you have? Wait, what do you do with the bacteria? Once it finishes. Well, I mean, when it's done, it's done. It's, so you have to get new bacteria. It's in the compost. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's how they get their money. Cause like oh, you, my God. Yeah. Think of it like Keurig coffee. You need yeah. the pots, right? So but that doesn't... So, yeah. That would bother me because of the sustainability aspect of it, right? 
Because where, yeah. where, well, where did these bacteria if, come from? Yeah. But know. if you want, if I don't, I don't know, like theoretically what you could do is to keep some of that compost, mm-hmm. put it aside and keep the bacteria alive for your next batch and then just put back those compost. Because that, that's your, yeah. Well, yeah, how much was this device? Off you, the top of my yeah. head, uh-huh. 400, 500. Oh my um, God. You know how many comp- mm-hmm. how many fertilized bags but. I can get for that one? <laughs> I know, right? Like you can buy your uh, own fertilizers. They're probably uh, more sustainable buying. But anyway, regardless of that, um, yeah. So I guess for home use, basically, um, yeah, and basically to reduce your, I guess your, uh, garbage in terms of like kitchen scraps and things like that. I guess. Yeah. Um, have you started already? I have. Yeah, it's been a week. Oh, okay. And uh, and it's going good. The worms are thriving. Uh, they're actually, in terms of size, I see bigger worms now. Uh, oh. So I know that they're happy and that they're eating well because what I do is that, you know, I dig a little bit and then I just pour the food in, uh, the slush in, and then mm-hmm. I cover it back. And then the next day, I'll dig the same spot and then I'll see, oh, you almost finished it completely. Great. Or if I fed them too much and I, if I see that there's still some food left, then I'll be like, okay, well, you still have food. I'm not going to feed you again. I'm just going to wait the okay, next day. Okay, okay, Do you name these guys? Yeah. Wait, you do? Oh, come on. Of course I don't. Oh, oh. <laughs> there's so many. Like, oh, so? how can I tell George apart from Jason? Well, you can name them collectively. Like, I can't. The the uh, uh the worm collector. What the... kind of name would I give them? Like the okay, young, do you have young, any idea? The young household worms or something like that. <laughs> you know, the the dynasty, <laughs> the young dynasty of worms. That's so lame. No. Oh, oh, actually, is there is there is there like you? Know, I don't know. I don't know why I'm thinking this, but have you tried playing like classical music to them or anything like that? Because no, they're not cows. Apparently, I heard this somewhere. <laughs> No, they're not cows, but like the vibration from the music. Uh, no, on, I have like, not. The sound wave. No, I've not. Okay, I, try, if anything, should, I, f- I think that would disturb them, no? No way. I would play some classical Chinese music and see what happens. Oh, uh, yeah, they're going to turn into Chinese ones. <laughs> no, the, the young dynasty. There you go. They'll be able to like, you know, like work more efficiently. You never know. I mean, I'll do some research anyway on it to see if anyway, yeah, just some thoughts. You can you can do research. You can do research using your worms. Anyway, just a thought, and you know you should definitely name them. But regardless, continue on. Right. How did you? Uh, why don't you enlighten us with how you get started? I guess. Right. So, uh, I did thorough research for like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, part of why Wait, what? T- yeah, part wow. of why it took me that long was because I hesitated. Um, and I wasn't sure whether or not, like, I could do it well because there is a chance that it would stink if you feed them too much, um, and then they don't have enough time to, like, process the food, and then the food starts rotting, and then there's anaerobic reaction going on. So I didn't want to deal with, say, fruit flies or, uh, regular flies maggots if it starts rotting you know those things uh but after thorough research and then people every youtuber was saying the same thing if you do it right it doesn't it's there's no smell at all Mm -hmm. and so far so good it doesn't stink i see 
and yeah um so so why it took that long it was just my hesitation mm -hmm. uh, essentially mm -hmm. now the setup that i have there's very there's a lot of worm bin setup out there in the world uh some have a tote system some have different type of bin system or some have like a continuous bag but like at the bottom is like a drawstring where you just open it up as i don't know if you know what i mean it's like no, okay imagine this huge bag okay. and at the bottom there's at the bottom there's a drawstring so then you in the bag you put the bedding you put the worms and then there's gonna they're gonna eat they're gonna poop and then you just keep on putting on top bedding food bedding food and then as the worms eat oh it gets like lower. migrate to the top the yeah exactly the bottom is gonna be just poop and so that's when you open the drawstring and you get right your and then you yeah exactly um and that's one continuous system and it works very well except that it's kind of pricey i th i think one of the gardener youtuber that i follow he sells them on his website for like 125 what us dollars hell? which is quality but it, it is kind of pricey wait, wait, for what me. is he selling? i wanted to go low cost what is it? that bag that system oh so a bag yeah it's made of like um it's made of like solid fabric it's waterproof as well and oh okay. um, and I, I guess i'm assuming he's tried it out many times so you pay for the r d that he's done getting it working. yeah well he he i think he invented it that oh system. okay okay well that's fair then okay yeah so all right well uh let us know yeah continue on yeah so i opted for um a similar concept but it's a, a three-tier stack pail system so you know those five gallon pails that you buy at like home depot or yeah like Roma. yeah like the work buckets or whatever yeah mm -hmm. like is you could put paint in it you could put anything in it really yeah um mm -hmm. but i got three of those at least and how it works is at the bottom one it's just as is there's no holes in them or anything it just serves to catch any drippings from the worm bins so like let's say if you put too much water content like let's say I don't know. One day you decide to to feed your worms a watermelon size, a slice of watermelon. <laughs> There's a lot of water yeah. in there, and then it's going to be dripping juice. Oh yeah. So then at the bottom of the uh, of the of your system, it, there's gonna be like liquid, and you can use that liquid as fertilizer. Oh oh really? You just yeah you just dump it yeah you just dumped out the liquid fertilizer into your garden. That's fine. Um, but, uh, it, it serves for that purpose. Now the second tier, um, the bottom of the pail is going to have, is going to be perforated mm -hmm. and the sides of the pail, the top, uh, the sides, but at the top is going to be perforated too. Now the top is to serve as, uh, aeration. So just so uh, that the worms can breathe. Yeah. And then the bottom one is for the juice to drip down to the bottom uh like the the bottom holes is for the juice to drip down to the uh the, that bucket that i was telling you about mm -hmm. the bottom tier yep um and so in this second tier you're going to have your worm bedding and then that's where you're going to feed your worms now after a couple of months uh you feel like you have enough fertilizer you stop feeding them and then they're going to grow hungry 
And then that's when you're going to introduce a third tier, which is also perforated, just like the second one. And you're going to start a new bedding. And that's where you're going to put new food scraps. And then you're going to stack it on top of the second tier. Now, those hungry worms from the second tier are going to be like food. And they're going to migrate up to the third tier to eat. And that's where they're going to chill and then form their new nest. So then at that point, after waiting a while, you can uh, the remove this. Yeah. So you can remove the second tier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then just put the third tier directly on top of the bottom tier. So that's going to become your new second tier. And then in that second tier that you just removed should be castings, eggs, and then very little worms left. Oh, nice. And that's where you're going to use that as your fertilizer. You can put it directly in your plants, uh, in your garden. Um, If you put it in your garden, also there's going to be eggs, so uh, you can expect those eggs to hatch and you'll have worms in your garden bed. And that's very beneficial for the plants because worms are going to aerate the, the soil and then it'll allow for the roots to breathe. So when you say castings and eggs, you mean what yeah. poop and yes. worm eggs? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, and, but what you could do also is harvest mm-hmm. those eggs. <laughs> and the way you do it is you have to sift it, right? You have to sift those oh, eggs. Um, oh. And so you just get a sifter the, that allows the castings to pass through. But the eggs do remain uh, on top. How big um, are these eggs? They're about the size of a black peppercorn. Oh wow, that's pretty big for. I, yeah, I didn't know they were that big. That's crazy. Yeah, so you can easily sift it, uh, and what you mm. could do is you can start a hatchery. And the reason why you <laughs> could, you would want to do that is because if you want to start say a second system like a second worm bin you can mm-hmm. or if you want you can hatch them and sell those worms now these earthworms are a self-regulating population uh, as in if they feel like there's too many worms and it's too crowded they're going to stop producing eggs oh so by removing those eggs right uh, you are encouraging the population to grow exponentially. Oh, like, keep brooding, keep. That's interesting. So you can show the population by just relocating or removing those eggs. They'll, they'll make more or less. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, uh, uh, at some point, if you've been doing this for a while and you feel like uh, it is too crowded, you can also separate them. You can like take half of the worms mm-hmm. that are in the bin and then just mm-hmm. start a new bin like that. And they'll just grow in population again. That's fine too. Wow! So you can be as you can be as involved or as hands off as you want to, I guess, because there's so many different ways of compost. Yeah, yeah, it's very um like down to earth, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and, and literally. I mean, I mean, just generally composting, composting in general, anyone can do. I mean, even your mom. Yeah. Can do. I mean, oh, oh. Know. Even though it's obviously it's not the same for fertilizing, right. but yeah. And um, also another advantage is that it does not take up that much space. Because mm. imagine three three tier five gallon buckets, but stacked. It's not that big. Yeah, it's not that big at all. Right. Like so, even even in like small apartments, you can actually have that system. And 
say you put it under the sink and actually nobody would know that you have like worms in the house because it doesn't stink if you do it right. Um, so that's one of the, uh, advantages. I guess I'll get into the advantages. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's cheap, uh, low maintenance. Like after the initial setup, it's fairly low maintenance. Um, doesn't smell. You get castings, you get fertilizers for your garden. Uh, and you can also fertilize your indoor plants, but just be careful about, uh, if you're going to fertilize your indoor plants and there's eggs in there, then you're going to have worms in your in uh, the indoor plants but it's like i said it's not it's not a bad thing but i generally just don't want worms in my indoor plants <laughs> well yeah because i mean they won't have food a while right? that that's it in general because you don't have anything yeah yeah and uh i don't know if you know uh anything about like the mpk ratio for fertilizers um it npk and yeah exactly it represents it represents nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. And a uh, golden ratio is basically one to one to one. Basically, you have... Mm -hmm. it, it, it's it's a pretty stable ratio. It has one of everything. Most um, fertilizers that you'll see in miracle Grow, they'll sell yeah. like 20, 20, 20, and then that shit, you have to dilute it. Like, it's really... Oh. Like, yeah, because it's... it's Or, or else if you so put strong. directly... Yeah, if you put... Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people do this as a mistake. They yeah. buy fertilizers and it, it says 20-20-20 and they don't dilute it. They just sprinkle it on top of their plants and they yeah. wonder why they're dying. Yeah. Well, it's because they're burnt from the fertilizers. It's so how do you too, dilute too it? Much. Put it into... In water. Like, literally, In water. liquid, liquidly? Okay. And yeah. then use it as spray or, or put it into uh, the you, soil with it's, as, low it's water, the soil. as liquid? Okay. Yeah, it's usually the soil. You water the roots with it. Um, mm -hmm. These fertilizers exist in liquid form as well as powder form. And mm -hmm. uh, they're generally concentrated. That, like, even if it's liquid, you still have to dilute it. I see. So, like, read, read the instructions. Um, aside for that, I wanted to so, get into yeah. the dis disadvantages. Yeah, actually. I was going to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you are working with living things, worms, but you know, even really? though they're fairly... the <laughs> uh, Captain Obvious. Um, you don't even, even name though, them, though. Yeah. Even though they're fairly forgiving, they should be considered as pets. As in, you have to take care of them. Um, oh. So careful with the feeding. Don't feed them too much. Don't feed them too little. And then also, if you if you think about it, if you feed them too much and the food rots, essentially their environment will become more and more acidic. You have to lower uh. the pH of that environment, and by by introducing eggshells. And a lot of people do this, where they just put eggshells directly into the compost which is a no-no when it comes to worms because you actually have to sterilize them dry them and then grind them into a powder form and then you put it into the compost because that provides grit for the worms to help with mm -hmm. their digestion now if you don't do that and then you just put big pieces of eggshells in there it actually might harm them and cut them because it's sharp so you oh, might end wow. up with like That's dead obvious. worms. 
Well, yeah. but like, you know, the guy that I got the worms from, he had like big chunks of eggshells everywhere. And I'm like, oh, oh god wow. damn it. I, I had to like one by one take some of them out. And it was a long process. Jeez. But anyway, so aside for that, um, they generally eat, according to my research, their own body weight per day. Mm-hmm. But that that also you have to be careful because it depends on the environment. Um, so in summer they'll be hungrier, they'll have more activity because it's hot, and then in winter and especially depending if you're in the north, uh, it's colder, and then they'll there'll be less activity, so you feed them less. So it's it's kind of like a ch- check everyday type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'll dig the hole where I put my food and if I see that there's still some food left I'm not going to keep oh, feeding them because I'm going to wait till they finish so also the condition the dampness mm-hmm. um, make sure that it's not too wet or too dry they breathe through their skin kind of like frogs Is so that guy that sold me the worms he said that imagine a forest floor but like you lift a, a big rock and that forest floor under the big rock, that's the consistency that you want. Mm, the dampness okay. that you I want. See. Yeah. And then also make sure that the bedding is airy. Like there's lots of pockets of air so that they not, they're not suffocated by dense stuff, right? So then shredded cardboard is good. Shredded paper that's not bleached mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. Like if you put in too much greens, like the wet stuff... Yeah. Then you can put in more browns, which is basically the dry stuff. Oh, okay. That's that's pretty simple. Well, it sounds simple enough. Yeah, compost generally is a 50-50 mix, like a 50% brown, 50% wet Mm -hmm. type of thing. With worms, just be a little bit more careful, I guess, with the the wetness. Anyway, any extra juice, it's just going to fall through to the bottom bucket anyway yeah. so so when you say you put in kitchen scraps like what do you put in what don't you put in oh so i was watching a lot of videos mm. and they were saying that they don't like citrus too much oh well it's acidic i'm assuming right yeah yeah so orange peels lemon lime um try to avoid those no meat, no dairy products. And the guy that sold me the worms was putting meat inside, like bones. Bones? <laughs> yeah, he was putting bones in there for his worms. And I'm like, they're never going to digest that. Because, yeah, like could what the you, hell? Could you grind up anyway, into powder form? I, I don't recommend it. It's going to like really mess up your blender. Oh, yeah, it's true. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you could do it for eggshells. Yeah, because it's eggshells. If you need the calcium. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, Um, They like banana. They like banana peels, Mm -hmm. which is really good. So another thing I wanted to talk about, the the meat and dairy, uh, you know, you ask why, because you can generally, you could usually compost those, um, but it's because uh, it takes way too long to digest those. Uh, and it's just gonna rot before the the worms can do anything with it. Oh, so th- I guess that'd be good for like a outdoor kind of composting, like the cold composting would be okay for like meat and dairy because you're not essentially uh, looking for 
you're not looking for like fertilizer, right? You're just you're trying to be sustainable. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you get fertilizer at the end of of cold composting or hot composting. Well, I mean, I mean, like, if you're not doing it as a goal to get fertilizer, if you're just looking to like reduce your waste, I guess, in inside of like garbage bags or something. Yeah. Like that. I don't know if it's a good idea to put meat product out in your garden just because of critters. Oh, like true. Like raccoons mm-hmm. and stuff going through your compost. But then again, they, I mean, they could turn and turn your compost. For you. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you. But uh, I, I was more thinking in general uh, in, in my city, um, they the city recommends that if you have any meat products, you put it in the freezer until compost day, then you take it out. Oh, okay. And they can compost it for you. I see. Um, but, but yeah, that's what I was uh, thinking. Um and then I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of other things that you should not feed or sh- or should feed. It's beneficial for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't really think of, off the top of my head, but uh, I would strongly recommend anybody who wants to or interested in this method of composting to do a lot of research. I mean, it can only help. It's good for you. It's good for the environment. Um it's a generally a good idea to do thorough research before you dive into any projects, really. Hmm. Good idea, yeah. So that's that. So how long do you think you're going to be doing this? Uh, I want to keep doing this for as long as I can, honestly. Because <laughs> uh-huh. it's just a... I don't know if I'll be able to, like, commit to that. Yeah. But um, I I really do. <laughs> How how long do you think you're gonna? Well, how long until you get your first batch of like actual usable uh, fertilizer, like a you a large like not a large but like a usable amount? Right. So the current bedding that I have mm-hmm. right now, I'm not going because like a lot of people they just um top off the bed the bedding, right until mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. entire pail is full. I'm not gonna do that. The current bedding that I have for the worms, I'm gonna wait until all of that is basically turned into castings only and then oh. i'm going to introduce the third the third tier so what's the eta or estimate i guess you think uh i think it's at, gonna take at least a couple of months to be honest which is perfect oh, really? because when when autumn comes that's when you fertilize your garden for next year oh yeah true 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 because it's still yeah. i mean we're still getting into summer spring summer so yeah you have more than enough time um because and that's when you because yeah spring and autumn is usually when you fertilize like before um like if it's the last frost that's that's when you fertilize it uh to give it a boost when they grow and then after you harvest your crops that's when you um kind of rejuvenate the soil for next spring Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah (laughs) When's the last frost in Montreal? Wasn't that just a few weeks ago? Yeah, it was. <laughs> are you it was sure like you're, are you April. Sure you guys are like, are you sure it's the last frost has been over in Montreal? <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's it's warm now. Like it's okay. uh, we have. Um, are you single? Are you guys out of single digits? We are. We are. We're in the double digits now, and. Wow, congratulations. Uh, yeah, no, it, it this weekend it's gonna be like around nineteen twenty. No, oh, it's, it's oh wow that is hot that is yeah it's hot pretty good it's pretty good yeah yeah that's yeah. really good i thought you're gonna be like 13 or 11 i'm like uh no that was like a, a, a couple of weeks ago like two weeks ago 
It gets. I can't believe that's just two weeks ago. Yeah, it gets warm fast,、uh, and it also gets cold fast. I would have to say. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh man, that's funny. It's so it's so different from Texas. We just had like what thirty degree weather of like yesterday. It's constant,、before. no? Like it's sure it get gets colder, 34, but it's I guess it's not drastic. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Um. Yeah, keep us updated.、Uh, sure. This reminds me, you did you you tried kombucha? You tried making your own kombucha before, I did. right? Yeah, I did. And I mean,、Is、I it...、uh-huh. <laughs> started growing mold because I neglected the scoby.、Oh, so oh, if I, I were、see. to start again, I could. I just need to get another scoby because I tossed the whole entire thing out.、Uh, it was very successful. I was able to get a lot of kombucha.、Um, it was very tasty.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, mm-hmm. I could start again, but、um, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Any ideas for another project or another? I mean, you seem to have these long-term projects. Well, this year. Anything else that you might be interested in?、Mm-hmm. Yeah, this year I'm going to have a lot of fruits. Actually, it's going to be a, a big harvest.、Oh. My apple tree,、uh, cherry apple tree.、Mm-hmm. It, there's lots of blooms right now. It's flowering like crazy. That means that I'm gonna have、oh, a、wow. lot of apples, like、um, uh, crab、These、apples. Cherry apples, right?、So、crab、tart. apples. Oh yeah, yeah, crab apples, right? Yeah, they're very tart,、oh. but they're very, very good for say if you want to、uh, make apple jelly, because、um, mm-hmm. all you need is the apple and the crushed apples, water and sugar. That's it.、Um, oh, I love crab apples. I eat, I eat them just. As they are, I know it's the tart, but I love it. <laughs> well, I mean, you can、yeah. have some when you come.、Um, we、yeah. have a strawberry bed, which is actually in June is perfect for picking, apparently.、Uh, so、mm-hmm. you can also have those when you come. <laughs> I have、uh, raspberry bushes that was given to me by、oh, sister-in-law.、Really? Yep. Yeah, so that's new. When did that、new. happen? Or did you guys always have those? Last summer, I was given like five strawberry bushes,、uh, raspberry bushes,、oh, and、wow. I I planted them in autumn, and、uh, yeah, they're growing. So I'm gonna have some raspberries this、nice. year, hopefully.、Uh, also, on the front of my、uh, my house, there is a Juneberry tree, which oh, also comes in June. Hey, you're gonna have some Juneberries. Wow! <laughs> excited. <laughs> so I oh la- yeah, I'll be visiting Amy in、uh, yeah what, in June. June beginning of June yeah beginning yeah, of June June second yeah yep so be, be in Montreal again yeah yeah absolutely um and、mm-hmm. so yeah I I、uh, made Juneberry juice last time with、uh, with the Juneberries oh how was it it was good it was kind of like it tasted like cherries to be honest oh that's interesting、yeah. Right. yeah well good to hear you got a lot of things coming up. But um, yeah. So that's it for the episode.、Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about a lot of the when we co- I'm posting the pluses and minuses of it and how Amy came about to、uh, find it out and getting started with that.、Um, thanks for joining us today.、Mm-hmm. Next week、um, we're gonna be hosting our topic on Mother's Day. Well, yeah, Mother's、uh, Day. Talking about Mother's、uh, Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah. It's actually we... what is it?、Uh, Saturday, right? No, Sunday. <laughs> It's Sunday, Sunday right? right? So we kind of wanted to talk about our own mamas and then,、yeah. mm-hmm. uh, story uh, of origin and where they came from and what they've been through. So、uh, yep. yeah, there's a. 
I, I know your your mom from is from Laos, right? Yeah, um, from Laos, uh, born there as well. Yeah. As far as I know, and I immigrated to the states. Yeah, my my mom is born in Vietnam, so it's kind of uh, similar, I, I guess. It's not too far away from each other. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. look forward to that, to those uh, stories. Yeah, if you guys have any questions or uh, comments about from composting or any uh, you know direct, uh, questions directed at me about that, uh, feel free to email us at theamtake at gmail dot com. That's t h e a m t a k e at gmail dot com. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks a lot. See you. Bye.